Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. This morning, I want to talk about I choose thankfulness. Thankfulness. How many are thankful this morning? Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with what? Thanksgiving. Go into His courts with? Praise, give thanks to Him and praise Him. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Not complaining, not negativity, not grumbling, but thanksgiving. So when we come into God's presence, we should come giving Him praise, giving Him thanks. Why? Because He is the God who deserves all our praise, all our thanks, because He has done so much for you and I. Because He is a good and phenomenal God. You say, yeah, but Steve, my situation doesn't appear that way. What I see around me is completely different. It may be, but yet what I do know is this God is faithful. God is still a good God. God is still a God that we can choose to thank Him. Thanking Him when everything is awesome is easy. The challenge comes when everything around you is falling apart. Will you choose to still thank Him? That's when the challenge lies. I can thank God when my bank balance is full and healthy. I can thank God when my marriage is awesome, when my kids aren't talking back to me. I can thank God in those seasons. But the challenge rises when everything around me seems to be falling apart. The challenge rises when I don't see the breakthrough that I've been declaring. The challenge rises when 2019, I didn't see God answer some of the things that I wanted Him to answer, but yet maybe He's just hanging on and saying, would you choose to thank me instead of complaining? Would you choose to thank me? Because as we thank Him, watch what I will do. Thanks. We need to enter God's presence with thanks. Key thought this morning, thankfulness has the ability to take you where you are right now and move you forward into all that God has for you. In today's society, thankfulness is Definitely counterculture to what we would hear or what we would see or what people would tell us. We don't, we, you know, we want to, we grumble, we complain. That's a natural part. Thankfulness is not something that comes easy. Maybe it's just me, but <laughs> thankfulness is not something that comes easy for me. It's not something that just readily slips out of my mouth. I can easily complain. I can easily moan. I can easily, you know, well, that was, why did that happen? Why did this person do that? Why didn't they do that? As opposed to being thankful. Thankfulness is not something that comes easy for us. But thankfulness is something that we need to choose to be a part of our life. Thankfulness is something that we need to not, 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 not negotiate on, but say this is going to be a key part of who I am in Jesus' name. You see, it's funny, when we get what we want, it still isn't enough. Even though we live in a blessed nation, we still want more. When we have a lot to be thankful for, we still end up complaining because we think we want more. Question this morning, what do you have in your life right now that at one time you were so thankful and excited about? What do you have in your life right now that one time you were so thankful and excited about, but now all you do is complain about it? See, it's amazing how often God can answer a prayer. We can see breakthrough in our life and we're thankful and we praise God and it is awesome, but yet as time goes on, we lose our thankfulness. We lose our gratitude. We lose our praise for the thing that God did and we end up complaining about the miracle that God created in our life. We pray for a job and then God opens the door. We get that job and it is awesome for a season, but yet we end up after time losing our thankfulness and complaining about our boss because he's not nice to us. It's not actually the job that I wanted. 
It's not actually the thing that I thought would be fulfilling my life. God, now give me another job. God says, I'm not giving you another job until you remain thankful for the one I did give you in the first place. We ask for a promotion. God, give me a promotion, God. I deserve my promotion. God opens the door and gives us a promotion. Then we complain about the extra work that's required to do because we got that promotion. We pray for a pay rise. We get the pay rise. Then we look at our pay statement and we think, what the heck? The government's taking me that much tax off me? And then we complain the fact that the government's taxing us too much because of our pay rise. Hey, be thankful that you got the pay rise. The bottom line is more than what it was. What about we pray for the perfect husband or wife? We get married. Who knows when you get married, the first few years is the honeymoon period, right? Everything is awesome. The love that you have for them is phenomenal. They can never do anything wrong. Even when your husband leaves the toilet set up in the first couple of years, it's all good. But then how quickly does that turn? And we're not complaining about a husband complaining about a wife. Oh man, you wouldn't see. They make me, I've got to go and cook all the eggs and do all the dishes and, and do all of that stuff. And he never, never says thanks to me, doesn't do anything. He just sits on his, on his bottom, on the chair, on the couch, doesn't do nothing. He's useless. But yet at one point we were thankful and praying for that. Well, we pray for God, bless us with kids. We have our kids and they come out and we give birth to this amazing boy or girl. And our oh God, how awesome, man. We're so thankful for this phenomenal, phenomenal son or daughter. Only within a matter of weeks, we're complaining about the fact we never have sleep. We're complaining about the fact we've got to change the nappy and no one likes to change nappies. We pray for the God, get us out of this baby season. They come out of the baby season, then we complain because we can never get time to ourselves, even when we're in the shower. Or if you do what I do, you go and hide in the toilet. You don't need to go to the toilet, I just go and hide in the toilet to get some peace to myself and even still, Dad, 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 can you just leave me alone for one minute? Come back in two hours when I get off. It's interesting, Israel, we know that they were slaves in Egypt and what, what they were complaining about being slaves. God, get us out of slavery. God, we need breakthrough. God, send someone that would free us from these horrible people who have enslaved us. And then when they get freed, it still wasn't enough. They walk in freedom. They see God do miracle after miracle. They see God part the Red Sea so that they could walk and get out of the, 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 the army that was pursuing behind them. God provided manna when they had no food. They got water from a rock. They were led by a pillar of cloud during the day and pillar of fire at night, but yet they continued to complain. See, Numbers 14 verse 2 to 3 says, Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had have died in Egypt. Well, a moment ago they were praying to get out of Egypt. Or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us out of this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives, our little ones, will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it have been better to return to Egypt? I wonder how different their situation would have been if they had have continued a heart of thankfulness. I wonder how different their situations would have been if they had have chose to praise Jesus, even in the midst of sometimes what they didn't understand even in the midst of appearing to be in the wilderness, if they had have continued to praise Jesus and be thankful for where they at, remembering the miracles that He had done that would help sustain them for the miracles that they're believing for. Instead, they complained. 
You see, what we have, what we speak over our life has power. What we declare has the power to create in your life. If you're declaring negativity, I wonder why there's a whole bunch of negativity around your life. Why? Because you're speaking it. Instead of being thankful for what we have, instead of moaning about our situations, I believe this morning, God wants us to be someone who, instead of moaning and complaining, how about we thank God in the midst of what we don't understand. Why? Because ultimately we know He is in control and He works all things out for good for those who love Him. As we thank Him, watch what God will do. Come on, we need to not have a spirit of negativity. Numbers 40, man, this freaked me out, this verse. This was just leading on from the passage I just read. God says this, now tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. Wow. Because of their complaining, because of their negativity, that's what was done. That's what they created. God, never let me be someone who'd be full of negativity. God, never let me be someone who would complain and moan and have, hey, it's all right to go to someone who you trust to say, hey man, my situation is really bad. You know, this is whatever, but it's the heart that you do it with. It's the regularity that you do it with. How about we choose thankfulness instead of negativity? You see, the natural part of our human flesh will always go towards the negative if it isn't disciplined and controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's why we need God. Because our natural part will always lean and drive towards negativity. So if we want to be someone who is thankful, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit that lives in every one of you. When you say yes to Jesus, you're filled with the Holy Spirit who enables you to do the things that are seemingly impossible. Enables you to be someone who would live out of your spirit, man, instead of having your flesh determine how you will respond, that your spirit would rise up in Jesus' name that we would submit our fleshly desires, that we would submit our our crazy ways of wanting to do stuff over to God and say, God, let your Holy Spirit come forth in me, that I can live out of that in Jesus' name so I can declare thankfulness instead of the other. Key thought, remember, thankfulness has the ability to take you where you are right now and move you forward into all that God has for you. Nick Vujicic, He had a pretty tough situation. We've got a photo of him on screen. He was born without arms, without legs. And many of us may know his story. I was listening to a 60 Minutes clip on him just the other day. And and he said that when he was born, obviously the doctor, you know, got him out and looked at him. And and, and the husband saw that he was born with no arms or legs. The mum didn't know. They had no idea. They wasn't shown on any uh, ultrasounds or scans or anything like that. It was just, it came out, he came out with no arms or no legs and they said that his mum saw the shock on the doctor's faces. He said, what's wrong? What's wrong with my baby? What's wrong with my baby? Everything else, perfectly healthy, just no arms or no legs. If anyone has reason to be unhappy and not thankful, it's Nick. But it's amazing, his story is that he's gone on to preach all over the world, to declare God's goodness in his life, he is, he, he's all over the place, speaking to young people, speaking to older people, speaking to kids, high school, young adults, adults, going to churches all over the world, declaring what? The goodness of God. How can you declare the goodness of God when you're in that situation? How? Because he knows that his God is good, even though his situation would tell him otherwise. He chose to be thankful, even though his situation is one where many would just give up. Many would give up. He says this, 
when I was a kid going to school, I would see everyone with arms and legs. I'm looking at what they could do running around, playing football. I mean, it was hard to be thankful when everyone else had more than me. I want you to know, in life, we get so caught up in what I wish I had and what I wish was different. That we forget to be thankful for what we have now. You're going to achieve your life's potential, but you're not going to do it without some limitations. So do your best with what you have. Accept what you cannot change and change what you can. And do the best in your life. Without arms and legs, no one knew what kind of life I would have. But one thing I always chose to be was a person of thankfulness for what I had. It's a quote from Nick. That challenges me. doesn't matter how bad my life may be. There's someone who's in a worse position than me. There's someone who has more and greater struggle than, than I have. So I just got to choose to be thankful. Choose to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Not be thankful when everything is good, but be thankful in all circumstances, because this is God's will. See, God's will for us is that we would be thankful, that we would praise Him. Every good thing is a gift from God, so we need to celebrate that. We need to be thankful for what God has done in our life. We have lots to be thankful about. Jesus died on the cross for you and I so that we can be free. Jesus took our pain and our, our sin and our punishment upon Himself so we could have life and life in its full. Jesus died so that we could not just be with Him when we go to be with the Father, but so that we could have life and we could walk out the God call that is upon our life here on earth. So that we could live a blessed and amazing life. Come on, that is one thing. That is one massive thing to be thankful for. We live in a blessed country that supports, that has great financial help for those who are in need, that has a great health system. We live in a phenomenal country here in Australia. We have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. Hey, you might not have the roof that you want, but it's still a roof. You might not have the food on the table that you want, but it's still food. You might not have the job that you want, but it's still a job that's able to help you pay your bills so that you can live life because there are many people that don't have food, that don't have a roof, that, that are struggling through life, but yet we want to complain because our internet goes down. Instead of being thankful for what we have. We can worship God freely. We can come to church and worship Him freely whereas other countries have to go underground and hide their faith. I took a, a, yeah, a team over to Burma, Myanmar years ago and uh, I was only uh, early 20s at that point. I'd never led a team on a mission trip. We nearly called it off because it was, it was quite an unsafe country. And, um, but we, we ended up going and we went and it's a highly Buddhist country. And so when we, the pastor that we were with after we left there, he got put in jail for preaching his faith for preaching about Jesus. We live in a free country. We have lots to be thankful about. Six things, scientifically proven benefits of thankfulness. Thankfulness opens up the door to better relationships. Thankfulness improves physical health. Thankfulness enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Thankfulness gives you better sleep. I think I need to thank Jesus more. Thankfulness improves self-esteem. 
Thankfulness increases mental strength. There's some things that are just scientifically proven how much more in the things of God when we're thankful. How much more would we have when we're actually thankful in the things of God because the things of God are far better than what's scientifically proven. It's far more, will far bless your life, right? But there are actual benefits to you living a life of thankfulness. Thankfulness can lead to breakthrough. Paul and Silas, we see in the story of Acts 16, they were going about God's business, doing God's will, telling people about Jesus, seeing miracles, all of this kind of stuff, doing some pretty cool things. When all of a sudden, it says that the crowd turned upon them, that there was a mob after them. Not only that, the officials said, I want you to strip Paul and Silas, so there was embarrassment there, in front of all those people, strip them down. And I want you to beat them with rods. That's going crazy. They're having a bad day. Right, when you're out preaching and doing the will of God, then people turn on you like that, and then you get stripped down, beaten with a rod. Man, that is bad. You would wonder, God, where are you right now in this season? God, I thought you loved me. God, I'm doing your will, and this is what happens. Then it says that they they were severely beaten. They were then put into prison. Severely beaten, not just a little bit beaten, severely beaten. I, I picture them sitting in prison, severely beaten, can hardly move. Black eyes, bruised all over the place, lying down without the ability to even lift their hands and worship God because they were severely beaten. That's how I would picture severely beaten. It looks like most people are severely beaten. You're, you're going into hospital and you're there having to get recovered, but instead they're put in prison. And it says this in verse 16, verse 25 to 26, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. How do you do that when you're severely beaten? Just naturally, how do you do that? And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. The doors immediately flew open and the chains fell off every prisoner. Why were they able to praise? Because out of a heart of thankfulness enabled them to praise God. Out of a heart of thankfulness in the midst of a tough situation enabled them to praise God. And because of their thankfulness, because of their praise, the chains fell off. The doors flung wide open. You know the thing I love about that? Is that your thankfulness, that your praise will bring breakthrough to your life in Jesus' name. Your thankfulness, your praise will change your situations. Why? Because you're no longer allowing the, what you see around you to take a hold of your life, which is what the enemy wants. He wants you to be full of fear. He wants you to be put off. He wants you to take a step back from God because everything you see around you is falling over. Whereas that's the time we need to run to God. But in fact, not only did it bring breakthrough to their life, it says that the, the chains of every prisoner fell off. Your thankfulness will not only bring freedom to your life, but it has the ability to bring freedom to those around you. Your praise, your thankfulness has the ability to bring freedom to those in your life that are needing a breakthrough, to those in your life that are needing God to come through but don't know any other way. Come on, when we choose to be thankful, when we choose to praise Him, no matter what we see, not only will you find freedom, but the people around you will be affected in the name of Jesus. And that is living life as God designed for us to live. That we, that, we, that we take what God has given us, not just for ourselves, but that we see others impacted too with the reality and the power of Jesus. But that can only come when we're full of thankfulness, when we're full of praise. Oh, come on, I don't know about you. I wanna live a life of breakthrough, but I don't want just to live a life of breakthrough for me. I wanna bring those around me into breakthrough as well. 
I want my thankfulness to be contagious in Jesus' name. Come on, what are the things that you've been grumbling about, that you've been negative about, that you need to, come on, give a little bit of praise of thankfulness? What's the breakthroughs that are waiting for you to be thankful for? What are the breakthroughs that you've been praying for? And God's saying, come on, come on, son and daughter, just thank me. Just thank me. Just thank me. Just thank me. Thankfulness is learning how to be content with what we have. We live life with high highs, low lows, where our emotions dictate our feelings, which dictate our responses. And so therefore, when we're high, we're thankful. When we're low, we're not thankful. When everything's great, we're thankful. When everything's not great, we're not thankful. Come on, we're called to live out of our spirit, man. We're called to let the Spirit of God that lives inside of every one of you, when we say yes to Jesus, our life is filled with the Holy Spirit. We're called to live out of that, which is from that that enables us to be thankful. We're not called to live such high highs, low lows, to be up one moment praising Jesus and be all not turning up to church or quitting off the serving teams just because our world around us is falling apart. If we can develop an attitude of contentment, then the less changing circumstances will affect our emotional stability. Learning to be content with what we have in front of us. Being content is being happy with what's in front of us and staying in a place of thankfulness because we ultimately we know that God is in control. All things that come from God is good. Not because we deserve it, but because He loves us. When we're content with what we have, then we're thankful to Jesus for His blessings. Thankfulness. Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13 says, I know how to live on almost nothing or everything. This is Paul speaking. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or an empty one, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The team can come and join me. I love that. Whether I've got no food, whether I've got food. Whether I've got a roof over my head, whether I don't have a roof over my head. Will I have lots of money, no money, whether I get the car that I want or have to drive the bomb that I'm currently driving? I choose to be thankful. I choose to be thankful. I choose to be content with what I have. 1 Chronicles 6 verse 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. He is faithful and His love endures forever. God is a good God. God is a faithful God. There's been plenty of times when Ali and myself, we needed God to break through. Where times were tough, where it was challenging, whether it be health, financial, dreams, desires, whatever. And I remember when I first gave my life to Jesus, having this mindset, okay, Jesus, I've said yes to you, so now you're in control, so everything will work out for good. Everything, everything will be awesome. I'm not gonna have any challenges anymore. I'm just gonna be able to live this awesome life, just worshiping you. But no, no, that was... That wasn't the case. When I said yes to Jesus, there were still difficulties, there were still challenges, there were still things that I had to go through, but I no longer did it alone. I did it with the person of Jesus Christ, who is the answer, who is my breakthrough. And so we had to learn that even when things are challenging, that we would choose to be thankful anyway, that we would choose to praise Him anyway, that we would choose to worship Him anyway, that we would not quit, that we would continue to remain faithful with what we're in and where we're going and what we're doing and the responsibilities that we have. And I can honestly say time and time and time again, God came through. Time and time again, God came through. Was it in the timing that we expected? Not always. Actually, most of the time not. 
Was it the way that we thought? No. God, when I tithe, when I tithe to you, Lord, I tithe regularly. God, why don't you bless me with a million bucks? God says, I bless you with food on the table every week. God, I serve your house. God, I, I work with people. I help do things. I help, you know, lift the arms of the church, God. God says, I'm going to bless you for that if you remain thankful. You see, I love it that thankfulness has to be undergirded with prayer. When we're thankful, come on, we've got to have a heart of prayer. Heart of prayer. Heart of prayer in Jesus' name. I love, and, and uh, you know, the Lord's prayer says, uh, Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, when we're not aligned with the Spirit, when we're not aligned with the things of God, it's very hard to be thankful. And what prayer does is it aligns us with God's will. It aligns us with the God call that is upon our life. Why? Because it connects us to God. And I love the start of the Lord's Prayer because it declares how great God is. Hallowed be your name. Your name is greater. Let your will be done in my life, God. Let your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Even though it's full of darkness, Lord God, let your kingdom come here on earth. And what that does is that puts God first in His rightful place, praising Him, thanking Him, honouring Him for what He has done in your life, as opposed to what we often do. We come to Him first with all of our needs and our prayer lists. But God says, would you come to me and honour me and thank me first? Align to me and then watch what I'll do. Align in prayer first. Thank me, thank me, praise me, honour me, worship me, declare that my goodness over your life. Thank me for the fact that I gave my only Son for you. Praise me with everything that you have, not just a little bit, not when you feel like it, but praise me with everything in every season. Let your praise not just be something you do in secret, but be something you do in public. Let you be thankful that we come to church. Let us come to church. When we're at work, let us thank Him. Bring Him in that rightful place, align with Him, then watch the miracles take place in your life. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.